This episode of Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again. Get me and Maureen doing a thing we call the Town Watch. It's like 30 minutes of us chatting. That Imagine, imagine that. <laughs> us chatting. Oh. That's what it's like. It's, I know it's hard to imagine. But it's like this, only half as long. That's it every Sunday. If you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. They're all great. They're all fun. Patreon.com slash says who. Um, my name is Maureen Johnson. And I write books. Uh, surprise, motherfuckers. I got some books out. Um, and they are, look, it's spooky season. It Why is. not get your face a mystery? Uh, if you have, I, you know, I write books. Did what you do say, I even need why not make your face a mystery? Why not get your face a mystery? Get your face. Oh, because when you read a book, you're, it's in your face. I get yeah. it. Yeah. That's so That's, clever. Yeah. Sure is. It's like your professional wordsmith. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Oh, that's it? Well, yeah. Maureen writes books. If you want to buy them on the internet, you can always go to kick Be- Bezos, 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 in the balls.org. Our own little bookshop where you can easily get Maureen's books or my books or, you know, other books. Just books. There's so much wool creaking around above me. Maybe that's Adds to the spooky season feeling, I guess. Anyway, patreon.com slash says who speaking of buying things on the internet, you can always go over to merch.saysuhopodcast.com where we have plenty of says who merchandise, including says boo merchandise because it is spooky season and it's always worth pointing out that we have those. I think we have a hoodie and a t-shirt and a mug and a patch and, you know, good stuff. Merch.saysuhopodcast.com. And speaking of patches and buying things on the internet, you can go to shop.dansinker.com where I also sell two patches. That's all. Dan Two Patch Sinker. That's me. That's what they call me, Danny Two Patch. Hey, Danny Two Patch. Here comes Danny Two Patch. Oh, there's Danny Two Patch with his two patches. Two patches. He's got one patch and then he's got the other patch. And that's all he talks about is, I got these two patches. It's true. That all reminds me that my Google alert for Joey No Socks has not really been triggering off a lot lately. What's Joey No Socks? If you remember the Five Star Diamond Award that Donald Trump won a number of times, which was a oh. uh, run by a seemingly fake restaurant and hospitality uh, rating industry that is run by a guy named Joey No Socks. No Socks, Cheese Bro. Yeah. Got so many, so many people to love. It's true. All, all my boyfriends. So many. So many. Are we starting? I mean, I guess. Well, Dan, here's the thing. Uh-huh. And I'm serious this time. <sighs> uh-huh. I need you... To come here and beat me to death. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. No problem. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Done. Thanks. Finally. Why? Why? 
I didn't even you, need. I didn't even need a reason. You know why? Because you have a book deadline. Yeah. And you're freaking out about it. I'm not even freaking out. I'm just going. I skipped that stage. I'm just going right to. You got to beat me to death. Okay. I mean, I can do that. Great. That's what friends are for. That's what that song is about. I'll beat you to death if you yeah. want, cause you got a book due. I'll come and beat you to death with my shoe. I'm gonna. Did I say shoe? Oh boy. Let's dance, motherfuckers. Welcome. Uh, this, is it. Yeah. this says who the podcast that isn't a podcast. Like how you've just decided to lean right into irritating this morning. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. I'm the spice in your pumpkin. <laughs> Hi, Maureen. You didn't say it's a coping strategy. I'm oh, it's a coping strategy. <laughs> I'm Dan Sinker. I'm Maureen Johnson. There we go. Yeah, there we go, now big we're boy. On. Now we're back. This is all happening now. Hell yeah, it is. How are you, Maureen? Clearly, you're doing well. I'm doing basically fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dan, as I, I recently said, I just did an event. I'm like, when you do a thing a number of times and you've experienced it a number of times, mm -hmm. it's like when I was a barista and I used to spill hot coffee on my hands. I didn't. For some reason, when you started that sentence, I was hearing, I was expecting you to say, it's like when I was a burrito. And that wouldn't make any sense at all. When I was a burrito, I said, my lifespan's going to be short. I'm going to bring pleasure and some bloating. It's true. But when you were a barista, what was that? Sorry, I, I didn't used mean to interrupt. You get used to the feeling of hot coffee burning your hands. You don't mm. feel the burn anymore. And this, these deadline wave, all these feelings, you get used to riding them. Like you get used to the sensations. Yeah. So I was explaining this when I did the event the other night about what it feels like to write and to publish. The the various fears, the various, like you, you learn that they're part of the experience. Yeah. And they don't freak you out as much. Yeah. Look, I okay. get it done, don't I? You totally get it done. Part of I your mean, process is to beg for death, but you do yep. get it done. I just had this long time. Last night I went to dinner with my friends, Cassie Claire and Holly Black, and they have long known my process. And they were like, how's your book? And I was like, I was telling them how it was. And they always look at me and they're like, they, they've seen me do this so many times. But it's like someone saying, I'm going to get in this plane I'm going to fly up. I'm going to kill the engine. And I'm going to do one of those death dives. And then turn the engine back on and go, whee! It's just yeah. how I do it. That is how you do it. I believe it. Why? And I believe in you. Because I've been witness to many books now. No, I mean, why do I do it? Well, that part I can't really explain. It just seems to be that we all do things our own ways. That's just how you do. That's how are how you? you do. What? How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. We uh, we went from 90 degrees to 50 degrees seemingly overnight here in Chicago. So we are very much in the fall now. Nice. Uh, and I had to I had to break down and turn the heat on, which always Oof. feels to me like a loss. 
but I woke up the day before yesterday, I think, and it was 52 degrees in our house, and that, Maureen Johnson, was too cold. We had gone through a few days of it being around 60, and then then it was like, meh, we got to change this up some. I am looking forward to the heat coming on in the building and this turning into jungle hot. Jungle hot. The new thriller from Maureen Johnson. Can't control it. Can open the windows because New York apartments, again, were designed that way. Yeah. To overheat and have you open the windows. That's so that people didn't get the Spanish flu. Yep. And we still do it this way. Yeah. Well, you know, the person could, I don't know, move. Have control over their heat. You know when the heat's coming on because it sounds like someone's standing in the room with you banging a wrench against yeah. the pipe as the yep. steam heat comes on. It's real loud. We used to um, we used to have a place that, I mean, most Chicago apartments are old radiator heat. And uh, man, that is, it is impressive when you get that. Clank on the steam pipe? Yeah, that clank. There's a term for it. It might be the steam hammer or something like that. I forget. It, hammer is in the is in the name. But uh, yeah. It definitely sounds like someone standing in the room with you beating your pipe with a hammer. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not a distant sound. It's right there with you. No. Yeah, it is in there. It is in there. How are things otherwise, Maureen? Um, well, we should say up top that, that we're not going to be talking about the biggest thing that's going on. Yeah. I don't think we are. I'm personally not qualified. We are 100% not qualified to talk about war and conflict. Yeah. Period, I would say, in the Middle East especially. It was a We bit... did something similar with Ukraine after about a week of, of into it realizing we are not war correspondents and we should not be. This is far and above our area of expertise. Uh, it was, was it three days ago it started? I believe so. Is it Sunday? So basically everybody just woke up one morning and there was just a war. Yeah. Yep. So why it happened, how what's going on is not, I feel like a frost is, but it is a thing that's going on. It certainly, certainly is. And I think probably much on people's minds. Yes. So uh, we know about it, but, and uh, war is real bad for everybody. And uh, we're generally, I would say, against war as a concept. It's true. Except the uh, war on prices. Uh, with your and war- savings. And of course, we're big supporters of the war on woke. You know that we are. <laughs> I can't even say that. I, uh, face. Uh, uh, another project that I'm working on, I'm trying to figure out how to talk about this without naming any names. By pure weird coincidence... Another project that I am working on, we are doing an interview in two days with a lesser Fox News personality due to the fact that they have had a similar experience to the one that is uh, at the center of this project that I can't really speak of. But uh, yeah, we're, we're me and uh, me and my pal and your pal Akila are going into the war on woke. Wow. That's not really why we're doing it. But uh, yeah. It's uh, it is a great project that I can't wait to talk about. But there is a funny little confluence of things that has us. And I literally, as you signed on, got a confirmation email about this one. So, Fantastic. Yeah. And we yeah. are, 
of course, deep in uh, book banning season here in the U.S., it's a real big harvest on the old book banning season. Lots of terrible, wormy mm. fruit falling off the trees. Lots woof. of good book bans. Woof, Dan. Woof. How are you? They they should have like a leaderboard. Where are uh, you at this this year's? I'm probably on there somewhere, but yeah. I always have a couple on there, but you know, it, it varies on what, because book banners, um, they don't read. It's just, um, they kind of scan for words that they think are titillating. Yeah. Um, I feel like the biggest thing to always emphasize is that book banners don't read. Um, they're not interested in reading. They're not interested and they're definitely not interested in protecting children. Um, book banners are, uh, I've always believed from my experience that they are attentions. It's attention seeking behavior. Yeah. And, um, they want to be seen doing something and they, and the thing they end up being seen doing is an incredibly harmful, detrimental, uh, what, if you want to call it un-American, um, just bad for all of humanity thing. Uh, but they makes them feel good. Yep. So, um, they engage in their hobby of, uh, of, um, hurting other people. Yeah. So, um, fuck them. Fuck them. A way that you can help fuck them is to definitely, if you can, if you have the time and you, the interest, go to school board meetings. Go to school yeah. board meetings. That's where this shit is happening. It's yeah. super local. And maybe your fucking neighbor's doing this. And by going to the meetings and, and voting for, maybe even running for school board. There's definitely, I know some of you out there that could easily run and win for school board. And um, that's the way to do it. Truly, this is one thing that like voting will help with this one. A friend of mine, one town over from me, uh, got word. This was probably six months ago. Uh, got word that a neighbor was holding a Moms for Liberty meeting at their house. And so she and her children sidewalk chalked their entire front sidewalk with anti-book banning and anti-Moms for Liberty slogans that day. And then she said there were the she saw later that evening a whole bunch of people taking photographs of her sidewalk and, you know, her address and all of that sort of thing. Never came to anything, but. I was very impressed by that maneuver. Moms for Liberty is just absolutely. I don't want to call it like the League of Karens or something like that, but right. it's sort of it's sort of that. And I've seen this for a long time. It's like the League of Karens crossed with the women's auxiliary of the clan. Yeah. They're real into racism. Oh, like yeah. it's a big it's a big part of their hobby. Um, they're incredibly anti. So basically they want to remove anything that ex anybody's sexual identity, gender identity and uh, racism is always like what they will refer to as CRT or wokeism, which is actually yeah. what we like to refer to as history. Yeah. Yeah. This kind of topic is playing a big role in the book I'm writing. 
Oh, well, that's fun. The backstory, because there's always a, there's a backstory and a, and a modern day mystery and a back mystery that takes place in the 30s. But it's going to reference a lot uh, eugenics, what Amer- like America's involvement in some really shitty stuff that we don't talk about that's actually yep. pretty, pretty out there. Like you don't have to look. It's just the thing is that history is out there. Yeah. It's not that hard to access. Nope. It's just a slight turn of the head. Yeah. It's just, I'm going to look over there instead. Yep. You know, that we had, we had a lot of Nazis. Oh, yeah. Um, we had Nazi rallies that, I mean, we have them now, but I mean, literal, like, at the time Nazis that, w- that were aligned with the Nazi party in Germany. Yeah. We had Nazi rallies in Madison Square Garden. We had Bunds around. Uh, my, I was mentioning this to my mom. She's like, oh, yeah, my mom, my grandma. So there, that building over there in Bristol, that was the uh, Bund headquarters for the area. Wow. And the local Bunds were these organizations that were for German rights. And they had summer camps for kids where you would like do Nazi exercises. Oh, perfect. This is a, it was a big thing. You could go to Nazi, kind of like Nazi summer camps in the U.S. Um, and the Nazis loved us absolutely thought we were top-notch and used our laws as a template for their laws. Oh, yeah. they thought we were the best at racism. Yep. You know why? We were. We were, yeah. We were. We were really, really good at it. We were super good at it. Yeah, Because we had had codified racism into our laws and they used that as a template. These are things that are actually, but we, a slight turn to the head and you just say, that didn't happen. That's not there. That's, Yeah, Dan, I'm going to say, you see a lot of that in Catholic school. Oh, yeah, I believe that. A little turn of the head is all it takes. Don't look over there. (laughs) It's all don't look over there. Yeah. But um, in a life-destroying way. Uh, Fuck Moms for Liberty. Run for school Mm -hmm. board. Attend meetings. Mm -hmm. Because a lot, there are great people on school boards. There are also just a bunch of weird jabronis on there that are just... um, uh, you know, when I was I'm a child, my dad was on the school board. Oh, well, cool. I don't really remember much about it other than sometimes they would have meetings very late at night. I, I was, was a, young. I was a school secretary at my mom's school as one of my many thousands of college jobs. I was a full on school okay. secretary in the summer. I worked at the out of this giant tech school that she was the nurse and safety coordinator for. Uh huh. Um, as big as the state of Pennsylvania. So she had like a three bed unit. There was also a full LPN nursing school in there. Wow. And I, so I was like a rotating secretary around the school, but also I spent a lot of time as a secretary in the LPN school. Okay. And that meant that sometimes I would help set up for uh, school board meetings. And, you know, we would set the, if they came in for something, because what this, this school was run, came, fed by several school districts and so they would send members of the board like select members of the board for the meetings for this school yeah and it was like royalty was coming the school board is coming like everything had to be perfect and they had the the catering department made snacks they had many kitchens they made snacks it mm-hmm. was like gods were coming i attended one of these to see these random assholes that everybody was bowing down to and they were literally one guy didn't like the criticism he was getting, and he just walked out. Another guy fell asleep up there, literally, while the meeting was going on, took a nap, just was like, nighty-night. 
powered down. Um, it, it, the trouble is you can sound insulting, but it's, I want to be careful how I say this. Anyone can do this job, which means that anyone is doing this job. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. And sometimes it's the people in your neighborhood is like, I'm not really qualified for anything else, but I would like to feel important. Mm-hmm. And Moms for Liberty will really organize to pack school boards. Yeah. You know who else has been uh, has been organizing to pack school boards is the Proud Boys. Literal Nazis. Yeah. So we're not ready. I know no. we talked about this. Was it this weekend? Or were we I mean, just talking about the friends? It's, it's been an ongoing theme, I would say. We're just not ready for next year. No, we're not ready for now, but we're really not ready for next year. This is this is true. Well, speaking of now, Maureen. Well, I also want to say if you're on the Patreon, you're going to get some really great content of me trying to educate Dan about the show Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Can you name that, the six that friends last week? And it will also happen this week. Can you t- can you name the six friends? No. Name one. I taught him this, you guys. I really worked on him because I'm going to take him to the friends experience. Monica. Yes. Yeah, I remember that one. And what's this one with the hair? Hair. Hair. I'm holding up my hair. You know it. She's a haircut. She's a haircut. Oh, right. That was, it was an R name. Yeah. Remember there were two R's? Rachel or Rebecca? It was Rachel. I remember, and she's dating the two R's. You didn't like it. Yeah, that one I don't Dress for less. Oh, Ross. And there's one that's not too bright. Yeah. Hey, hey, wait. I remember that he was dumb. And it was a Y. It was like Terry. Joey. Joey. Oh. You're never going to remember Chandler and Phoebe. We're not going to even. I'm not going to push you with that one. Those. I don't even remember you mentioning a Phoebe. I didn't really talk about Phoebe much. Okay. She's the she's also kind of spacey. She's like the new agey one. Okay. She has a guitar. She sings a song called Smelly Cat. I just don't care. I know. That's why I want to teach you. The Janice was listening to the Town Watch earlier today. And uh, when we were having lunch, she was like, I don't understand because I lived on like up a mountain when that show was on. And I know more about friends than you. And it, I'm just to me, there was just a moment because like I watched the Jerry Seinfeld show which mm-hmm. I think was on right before Friends, right? Probably. But just any part of that, as soon as they would show those people, my brain would just go, I don't care about those people. Yeah, I, I have that with, I didn't realize, like, I don't know anything about the Kardashians. Right, I same. Yeah, similar. Very I similar always, there. I always think that show is one year old or something. People are like, no, it's like 25 years old. I'm like, right. didn't that just start? <laughs> I have no right. idea what they're, so I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Same. Apparently that show's old and it's been around for a long time. It's been on for a very long time, I believe. I think okay. it's still on. Oh, it's st- yeah, it's still on. I don't even know a channel. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Like I've never followed a reality show. I mean, I've followed one or two. Um, But no, like I don't know anything about a lot of reality shows. And Yeah. So, but um, somehow friends, I guess I had a lot of roommates that liked friends. Okay. And like to watch it. So I remember yeah. some having some fun group watches because I was literally sitting on a sofa with all my friends watching it, like in college or like we were all, you know, 
in a pile together having a snack. It was, yeah. I have fond memories of, of watching it one day, like after, during a okay. snowstorm or something. And we were like, someone has all these friends to watch. Do you want to just watch them? And I was, we were like, sure. Yeah. Okay. So you just, you just, it I mean, just gets in your head. You don't have to be defensive about it. It's fine. I just, I just know, I just know it. That's okay. I don't know. I don't know all the episodes, but I can basically tell you the pairings and stuff. Yeah, I can't one, do any One of has that. a baby at some point. Okay. There you go. All right. This has been That's friends fine. talking. Well, speaking of friends, Maureen. I'm so ready for this. House Republicans are fighting amongst themselves. Fight. Let them fight. Yes. To try to find a new speaker after ousting Kevin McCarthy last week, which happened pretty much right when we were recording because that's yeah. how things go. I believe they're voting tomorrow, which would be Wednesday, the day this comes out. Uh, it might come as a shock, but they're not working together well. Mm. The two candidates that seem to have emerged are Jim Jordan one of the most irritating people on the planet. Yeah. And Steve Scalise, who's from Louisiana and who once referred to himself as, and I quote, David Duke without the baggage. Jesus Christ. Here's Those the thing about that don't know with Steve Scalise. I always forget he's actually like a rep and I always think he's a weatherman because he has like a kind of weatherman name. I just think of him. He was shot. Right. When uh, uh, when a gunman opened up on the like uh, Capitol Hill softball game, he was shot. That was that guy. And so in my head. He is a he is a person with which one has empathy mm. because the He's man shot. was shot playing right. softball. Right. Uh, but it turns out. If you describe yourself as David Duke without the baggage, those of you that are lucky enough to not know, David Duke was the head of the KKK for a while from Louisiana, tried to run for office a number of times. Yeah. Horrible person. Actual Klansman. Actual Klansman. Head of Klansman. Boss Klansman. And and proud of it. So... David Duke without the baggage just means I'm a white supremacist without the hood. Yep. Anyway. So those are the two leading people. There seems to not be a lot of agreement on it. And then yesterday, just to make me laugh out loud, Kevin McCarthy magnanimously threw his own hat into the ring. God bless him. Saying that if called, he would return to service. The funniest As speaker of that. Put him back in. Put him back it, in. Pull him out. And then take just him keep out doing, again. Just keep doing it. Like Lucy in the fucking football. Yeah. Charlie Brown, your way through this, Kevin. <laughs> to eternity. Oh, uh, anyway, a vote is in theory expected tomorrow. Who knows? It might take uh, uh, 15 more votes to finally land on someone or it may they may never get there. The obvious explanation, the obvious thing to do would be to have some uh, relatively moderate Republicans and some relatively conservative Democrats come together and figure something out. But that is just not going to happen. Sorry, I just have to rub my head and just go, oh, Jesus. Beyond we'll that, get, Maureen. Give me, give me there. something. This there. is, this is like, I want the McRib of news. We're getting there. Huh. 
due to the fact, as as discussed earlier in this episode, there is a lot of real shit things happening in the world right now. And as Maureen has has pointed out many times, there is only shit things to come. Yep. I thought perhaps today to brighten things up at Says Who with what I have called a Rudy Spectacular. A message for you, Rudy. A message for you. Stop messing around. There's a song. If you ever want to have a nice time, Google the song. A message for Rudy. A message to you, Rudy, by the specials. That is a great song. Dan, feed me. (sighs) I'm a baby bird, Dan. (laughs) Feed me. (laughs) We begin last week. Yes. With the New York Times published a very lengthy article entitled Giuliani's drinking long a fraught subject has Trump's prosecutor's attention. Begins for more than a decade, for more than a decade, Maureen, Mm -hmm. friends conceded grimly, Mr. Giuliani's drinking had been a problem. And it's and as he surged back to prominence during the presidency of Donald J. Trump, it was getting more difficult to hide it. On some nights when Mr. Giuliani was overserved, an associate discreetly signaled the rest of the club, tipping his empty hand in a drinking motion out of the former mayor's line of sight in case others preferred to keep their distance. Mm-hmm. Some allies watching Mr. Giuliani down scotch before leaving for Fox News interviews would slip away to find a television clenching through his rickety defenses of Mr. Trump. Even at less rollicking venues, a oh book boy. party, a September 11th anniversary dinner, Ugh. an intimate gathering at Mr. Giuliani's own apartment, his consistent, conspicuous intoxication often startled his company. The article, Maureen, cites many, many sources, folks that are willing to go on the record and folks that are too chicken and stay off the record to conclude that, quote, friends say Mr. Giuliani's drinking has been the pulsing drumbeat punctuating his descent, not the cause of his reputational collapse, but the ubiquitous evidence well before Election Day in 2020 that something was not right with the former president's most incautious lieutenant. No. I know it comes as a shock, Maureen. As a longtime resident of New York City, I know this must shake you to your foundational core. Dan, only the dumbest may serve here. We got a guy now who believes in magic rocks. I mean, we elect the only only maniacs. Only only maniacs. Yeah, it's true. You got to be real special to be mayor of New York. It went Ed Koch and then Rudy, right? I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There might have been one or two clowns in between. Anyway, Rudy, as you might expect, has denied the allegations that he's on the sauce. And what better way to do that denial, Maureen, than during a courthouse steps presser after, let me check my notes real quick, filing suit against Joe Biden Mm -hmm. for, oh, yes, that's right, defamation when Mm -hmm. Joe Biden called him, quote, a Russian pawn during the 2020 presidential debates. Mm -hmm. Rudy filed suit this week 
in New Hampshire, I believe, and after doing so, took to the steps. After rambling through his reasoning for filing suit, Rudy was asked about the Times story. He gave a hearty laugh, said, I should sue them for that, and then offered this sober assessment. And I wrote all of this down painstakingly word for word, Maureen, quote, if I have an alcohol problem, I should be in the Guinness Book of World's Records. 79 years old and I'm an alcoholic? You know how much I've accomplished? If I had an alcohol problem and I could do all of that, I should be in the Guinness Book of Records. At that point, a handler stepped in, says, Thanks you, Thank you, everybody, but Rudy just ignores him and plows on. It's a typical New York Times malicious lie. I do not have an alcohol problem. I never had an alcohol problem. The reason I told you what I've achieved is nobody could have achieved that if they did. When the hell was I drinking? I was working 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. It's a big damn lie by a newspaper that's a disgrace and a reporter who's covered me and is now vicious and mean in what she does. Now the same handler once again starts to say thank you. And at that moment, Rudy holds his arm in front of the handler raises his eyebrows, never makes eye contact with the guy, raises his eyebrows and says, it's my press conference. And he continues on. In still the same thought says, vicious and mean. And if it weren't for the protections that the press gets in Times Against Sullivan, I mean, she should be sued for liable. So I watched this. Yeah. And the part where it's, it's bananas, but then the part where he, the guy's like, we got... Okay, they have, he has two handlers. One, he's got this nodding guy. He's got a guy who's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. He's got like a hype man. Like, yeah, yeah. That's right. just nods a bunch. But then the guy on his left is real nervous the whole time. This yeah. guy is visibly twitching. Oh, yeah. And that's the guy who's like, okay, we're done. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you, everybody. Thank you. And he's desperately, desperately trying to get Rudy out of there. And then Rudy does the arm thing that's like when your mom's driving you. <laughs> and then she has to stop real fast and puts that like or just puts an arm out to the side yeah. without even looking. He does that to him, but mean. Oh yeah. It's my press conference. That'll- I can't imagine that guy has a job still. Daddy's angry. And I also can't imagine that that guy's upset that he doesn't have a job still. Disagree. That guy totally has a job because Rudy has forgotten. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> I think I think Rudy uh, doesn't have a like doesn't have a ton of. Uh, I think Rudy's got some memory issues. Yeah, I mean, what do you mean? I'm fine. You're fine. What's that? We were fighting. I love you. Let's go for a hot dog. You are hot. Who wants hot dog? I was mayor. Marcus mayor. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Julian. I'm Marcus mayor. America's mayor. America loves me. Do you think drinking was involved in the booking of the Four Seasons? Oh, (laughs) yes. I mean, the thing that is so funny about that article is like every like this is an article reporting on a thing that every single person saw with their own eyes. Right. It also to me is something of a condemnation of the press because you know, they are talking about a decade-long descent to which it was extremely obvious to anyone that wanted to look that this man was fucking shit-faced most of the time. And yet, that wasn't a story until now, you know? Feels to me like 
the guy advising the president of the United States poorly is shit faced most of the time should have been a story a long time ago, even when before Donald Trump was a thing. The guy that was lionized by the press as America's mayor and our savior after 9-11 is shit faced most of the time. That seems like a story you could really report any old time. Rudy is a piece of shit. Two things are interesting. One is that he did at some point successfully help prosecute the mob. Yeah, that was bef- that was pre pre drink. Well, that was pre. Well, we don't know that it was pre drinking, but it was pre New York mayor. Right. He he actually got that done. Yeah. Ironically, through Rico cases, which is what he is now being held up on in Georgia. And I mean, I was here on nine eleven, and I remember him giving instructions. Yeah. And there was like a good through two to three hours. What's weird is that he did a he did an adequate job in those two to three hours of issuing instructions. Yeah. It yeah. was like, go that way. Put your shit down and go that way. Yeah. Fine. I don't even really know why I'm saying that. Like, it's just Rudy. Yeah. It is very strange that this is all the same guy. You know, which is not to like, I mean, alcoholism takes uh, is a all disease. types, yeah. you know, and uh, it's just a disease. But yeah. And the and the implication that he has that I could I couldn't possibly have a drinking problem because I was functioning a lot of the time is is entirely incorrect as as anyone that has either struggled with alcoholism or or lived with people that have struggled with alcoholism can tell you people can function pretty darn well. I read a really because Simon Pegg, the actor, had a uh, has suffered from alcoholism, the disease. Yeah, and he uh, he 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 said something really interesting about it. He said people, I think, envision alcoholics as being sluggish or lazy. He's like, it's the opposite. We have to be really organized with our time, so that we. He's like, I could show up, do my scenes, run, find a pub have a bunch of drinks and be back in a half an hour for an interview because I knew yeah. I had to schedule that. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 his idea that, oh, I couldn't achieve things because I was an alcoholic has been proven false many, 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 many times over. Anyway, Maureen, the Times reporting on what the entire world has already seen for the last few years with its own yeah. eyes may not, in fact, be Rudy's only problem. Mm. Just last week... We discussed that Rudy is being sued by Hunter Biden for cyber crimes related to Rudy's acquisition of his laptop. In addition to the lawsuit from Hunter and the lawsuit he has now filed against Joe Biden, Rudy is also defending himself against the awful, horrible, gross sexual harassment suit filed by a former assistant. And of course, he's one of the 19 defendants in the Georgia election shenanigans suit. And so you would think, Maureen, that for everything else going going not going Rudy's way at least in the lawyer department he's doing real well but Maureen you would be thinking wrong oh fact last month Rudy was sued for 1.4 million dollars in unpaid legal fees from the law firm Davidoff Butcher and Citron where his now former lawyer Robert Costello was a partner 
The lawsuit claims that Costello and his firm represented Giuliani during criminal investigations by the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, the Fulton County District Attorney's Office Special Counsel Jack Smith, and during the U.S. House January 6th Committee's investigation. Costello and the law firm also claim to have been involved with litigation surrounding more than 10 lawsuits filed against Giuliani, quote, in various state and federal courts, as well as participating in representing the defendant in disciplinary proceedings regarding his law license in the District of Columbia and New York. So Costello has been uh, repping Rudy for a long time. Rudy, when they filed suit, took to CBS News to say, quote, I can't express how personally hurt I am by what Bob Costello has done. It's a real shame when lawyers do things like this. And all I will say is that their bill is way in excess to anything approaching legitimate fees. To which Costello responded, how can he take a personal affront when he owes my firm $1.4 million? For almost four years, he received bills and never complained and never paid. He only said they were excessive when we told him we would sue. It's too late for that frivolous claim as he will find out in court. I'm sorry he took the low road here because he is feeling desperate. <sighs> if there's any good news for Rudy to take home, Let's, it's that Costello... We need, some, we need some good news for him. Yeah. It's that Costello was not his lawyer in the Georgia case, where he's been represented by two local lawyers. Mm, good. The bad news for Rudy is that oh. those lawyers have also quit. Oh, oh. Over the last two weeks, lawyers David Wolf and Brian Tevis have both filed motions to withdraw from Rudy's case in Fulton County. Is that bad? He now has no local representation in Georgia. So that seems great. Right. This last month for Rudy also started with him losing a defamation case filed by two Georgia election workers. He now owes them a couple hundred thousand dollars in damages. Speaking of owning money... Rudy also has been skipping out on paying over $260,000 to his third ex-wife as part of their divorce settlement. And in fact, and I don't know how I miss this, almost went to jail last December for uh, yeah. skipping out on these fees. To, and it, it seems very unclear if he has ever paid them. So maybe he'll end up held in contempt again. But then also, Maureen, last week, the IRS placed a lien on a Florida condo near Mar-a-Lago that Rudy owes, owns because he owes roughly $550,000 in income taxes. I guess what we're saying is for sure, go and get a cameo uh, from Rudy and give it. Does he still have them available? I think so. I think he's still doing I'm looking them. it up. Rudy W. Giuliani. No, I feel like these are still, these are old though. You don't think he's doing the cam? $25 now. Only one video's left. Cameo does a good, good work oh. on their, on their text here. I think these are old. Yeah, he's not doing, not doing cameos? No, these are pretty old. These are all like from when it first came on. Last the last uh, review was March twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. Well, 
what is this review? I got a review. Okay, so first of all, there are 69 reviews, which is just nice. perfection. Nice. Nice. Perfection. Trying to find He was really he was really working hard in 2022 on these. But then, let's see. December 27th, 2022. Well, he does have a couple from September 30th, 2023. Well, all like we're saying is... One, March 28th, 2023 from Ed. Gave him okay. five stars. Absolutely amazing. Mm. Felt like speaking baseball with you through the years. Wish you all the best. Fondly remember our many interactions. So is it just friends of him now? The only thing sadder than being Rudy Giuliani is being a fan of Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. That's that's sadness. Dan, he's having a bad time. He's not having a good time. Isn't Cheesebro and Co. about to go on trial? Cheesebro and Powell are, uh, they are, I believe, 13 days from trial now. Hot diggity dog, we begin. Yeah. Yeah. That's down in Fulton County. Cheesebro tried to call the bluff of uh of the Fanny speedy Willis. trial. Yeah, by asking for a speedy trial. And then Sidney Powell tried to call the bluff as well by also doing it. And uh she got stuck onto his trial and then he wanted her to be taken off. And Fanny Willis was like, sorry, y'all. <laughs> you got you got a new buddy. You two are going down together. The woman that even Trump said was nuts. Yeah. Cheese Bro just recently had an appeal to get it thrown out, thrown out. So it, as far as ev everyone can tell, it is really happening. But Florida, the documents case has been mm -hmm. delayed. Is that the case? Indictment FYI this, guy? Judge I haven't Cannon, seen anything about that. I thought Judge Cannon did some kind of a delay. Another one? No. No? N nothing. Oh, wait. Pauses litigation while mulling tr Trump's. Oh, okay. So he has asked for a request again. I missed this. That's good. Hey, you don't have to deal with indictment. Like, I'm, I'm at Dan. The judge overseeing the probe into former President Donald Trump's handling uh, has paused any litigation involved the classified involving the classified materials in question that she considers a request from Trump to extend deadlines in the case. At issue is how the classified materials. Oh, I did see this at the center of the case are to be handled by the defendants. Yeah, I mean, this was all pretty expected that the that the handling of these classified documents was going to be the way that they can keep dragging this off and dragging this off and dragging this off. They've asked for a three-month extension because they still don't have access to a significant portion of the materials. So she has paused the upcoming deadlines as she con considers this motion. Well, I mean, that trial is until May 20th, so. Dan, it's fall. Mm -hmm. A lot going on, but this is a beautiful gift you've given us. <sighs> the descent of Rudy Giuliani is truly one of the great bright spots in my life. Yeah. Did I tell you that I wrote him? I texted his phone. Did I Again? tell you this? Recently? Uh, this was in the, in the late summer. Okay. I 
texted his phone. Oh, let me go grab my phone. Hold on. Okay. He's going to get his phone, you guys. Here he comes. Are you going to edit this part out then? Ding ding dong dong ding dong ding ding All right, I'm back. So this was last this summer. Oh no, August fifteenth. Okay, is when I wrote him. I just said, Rudy, you caught thirteen charges. What are you doing? And I heard right back. I sent it at two fifty seven p.m. two fifty eight. This is not Rudy. To which I wrote, you know, you've got one of Rudy Giuliani's old phone numbers then. To which they responded, I'm aware. I get text and calls all day. I'm a change my number soon. I think you did tell me that, but it's worth hearing again. Well, then. Can you imagine, Maureen? No. Getting your phone and because phone numbers, uh, if if folks don't know, phone numbers are recycled very, very, very rapidly now. I think that it's, I think it's maybe sixty days, but it could be as as little as thirty from when a phone number is given up to when it is is reassigned. And uh, so you get your new phone, you pop in your SIM, and almost immediately it starts exploding. Yeah. With every fucking person that Rudy Giuliani has given his number to. I And then everyone that they've given that number to. Here's the move with that. You keep that. You get yourself a new phone. That's yeah. like your actual phone. But you keep that shit going. Yeah. And you get a ton of information. Yep. And then you're like, I'm a source. Yeah. And you talk back to them. I mean, the value of that phone number... Yeah, especially early on was is very, very high. You ask that guy if you can get that phone number. I actually him. just wrote him the other day. I, I wrote, yeah. do you still have Rudy's number? And I did not hear back. Okay. So I think that he did, in fact, get a new number. See if you're, sort you're just get... trying to live your life. Yeah. And suddenly you've got Rudy Giuliani's old phone number. Holy cow. Living the dream. I mean, I'd be psyched. But I think your normal run-of-the-mill person. See if you could get his number back then. I know you have a source. You can get his number again. You need to be back in touch with Rudy. Probably possible. Get back in touch. All right. Just say it's me, Dan. (laughs) Dan from the news. You know, it's Dan, the guy that never wrote you from the same number twice. (laughs) Well, Dan. Those were the days. Says who? It's brought to you by you. By the you. of Rudolph Giuliani. But actually by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again. We should Just... start doing cameos. No. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Beardy cameos from Dan. Hey, it's cameos. me, Dan. Hey, everyone. (laughs) I'd pay for that. I'd pay for that. Hey, happy birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday, everybody. What's going on? I heard you had a special day. Um, I will over the, uh, over the summer when we were traveling, Maureen, uh, the, the teen 
wanted to do something fun for the little one. So uh, back when the teen was right around the little one's age, I would run uh, a version of of a role-playing game called Pathfinder, which is very, very similar to Dungeons and Dragons. And I would run Pathfinder for him and some friends. I think it was like uh, probably like a year older. And um, I did that for a couple of years. Every Friday night, we would do that. And um, and he wanted to get the little one into it, but um, didn't really want to do the like straight Dungeons and Dragons thing. So chose a, a role-playing game that we had called Pugmire where everyone is dogs and it's pretty great. It's a pretty great little like fantasy world. It's like after the demise of humans and dogs and cats kind of are, are the, uh, are the equivalent of humans anyway. So we, uh, over the, the beginning of the trip, we, uh, came up with, you know, our characters and everything. And I believe the little one named, named his character after our dog, Spotty. And then I was like, well, I'm going to be a tiny little dog and its name is going to be Mr. Cuddles and he's going to be real dumb. And, uh, and so when we would play, I would do a Mr. Cuddles voice like this. And now the little one does a perfect imitation of Mr. Cuddles all the time. I'd love to hear it. It's pretty great. And it's impressive because he never once asked me, like, how do you make your voice do that? And uh, but then he just did it, just pulled it off right away. <laughs> I was like, That's wow, those sinker jeans. Apparently, apparently. Anyway, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our theme music was performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter at says who at omfg.town uh, on Mastodon. You can email at Hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also the fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord. Whatever you do, though, spread the word, subscribe, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever it is that you can listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, October 18th for our very next episode. What will happen? Probably we'll record yeah yeah that's what until then have a good pumpkin time mm, pumpkin, pumpkin time pumpkin. is here and i'm gonna write a book you got this it's easy anyway from breathe. my basement in breathe. chicago i'm dan sinker breathe you've got it you do this every time uh, and you know what the books end up great making fun of me kind of look like you're pooping right now Bye, Dan. This has been Says Who. It was a real poop face. Dan. It was. Dan. Stop Just it. Just say it. Stop it. <laughs> poop face. <laughs>